Good morning, St. Michael's. Will you stand? Lord, we are just always so grateful to step foot into your house, your throne room, Lord. You've called us here as a family. And we're just here to worship together, to lift your name high together here in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
forgives our sins. His mercy endures forever. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution, remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together the collect. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. As we prepare to light our Advent wreath, I would like to ask our Sunday school teachers to come up. So if you are or have been teaching Sunday school lately, please come up. I see these people and they line up at the back and you never see them. They're like sneaky. Yes, me, I've seen you back there. You can come up here. (laughs) It's uh, such a powerful ministry. It is uh, my favorite congregation. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So we want to honor them as we light our candle, Advent candles today. This pink one is for Mary, I think. So this is a good crew for that. Come and save us, O Lord God of hosts. Come and save us, O Lord God of hosts. Show the light of your countenance and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Save us, O Lord God of hosts. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. A round of applause for our Sunday school teachers. Thank you so much. I want to also just uh, for a minute acknowledge Joni LeClaire's not here and uh, Marie Madison's not here and they are powerful people in terms of managing this ministry and so important and I'm grateful for them and their work as well as our teachers. So for all of them as well. The children have had enough. They're ready. Come, come children. <laughs> Let the fun begin. If you would pray with me for our young Sunday schoolers as they go off to those marvelous ministers who lit the candle. Look at this crowd. It's amazing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the children that you've given us in our life. We pray, Lord, that you would watch over them always, every day. Fill them with your wisdom and with your knowledge and with your courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning's first lesson comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, beginning in verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound 
to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, and the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm today is Psalm 126. We'll read Psalm 126 by the half verse. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, then our mouth was filled with laughter. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for us. Bring back our captivity, O Lord. Those who sow in tears. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our second reading comes from 1 Thessalonians 5, beginning in verse 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, also will do it. The word of the Lord.
the Lord be on our minds, on our lips, and on our hearts as we hear His Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are reading from John's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now this is the testimony of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, Now those who were sent from there were Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who, coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Christ.
here with us this morning. I pray that you would speak to us, speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Maybe seated. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I feel a little bit like a rebel saying that in the middle of Advent, but I, I have a defense. I have a defense, right? It's still Advent, I know, but I want to wish you a Merry Christmas because my Advent wish for you today is that you would have a Christmas that is merry. That, that, that's allowed. Okay, thank God. <laughs> okay. And like I said, I have a defense I will offer up as uh, we, just, we just listened to this uh, psalm, which is, as many people know, is among my favorites, Psalm 126. And it is, it is a psalm of absolute joy. Uh, a psalm of absolute joy. It, it starts out with this statement, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. And the context of this, in my understanding, is, you know, many times Israel was exiled and taken away from their homeland, made prisoners and slaves, and then they would be brought back by God. I think this was after the Babylonian captivity. I could be wrong. Um, and there was this sense of joy. We're back now. Our, our, our homeland, our life, everything is restored. And, and the response to that is, uh, we were like those who dream. When those moments happen in life, you recognize them because you're like, it's like you're living in a dream. And it says, Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Now, I can, I can tell you from my own personal experience, the moments that I've experienced that are like that, I know what it is in those moments to be like someone living in a dream. And I laughed out loud. I'm trying to understand this other part with your songs were filled with singing because I have yet to burst into song in a moment of joy. And I don't know if that's because maybe my joy hasn't attained that level or maybe it's because other people, they, they live the dream and they sing and I live the dream and I laugh. I don't know. It's a mystery. But you know those moments when you feel them, when God brings you to that place of joy. And this is, we're in Advent and we're anticipating this. And it's, as they're talking about this, it's really, really something special in this moment. When you brought us back from our captivity, we were like those who dream. And then a couple of verses later it says, bring back our captivity, O Lord. Bring back our captivity, O oh Lord. <laughs> There's something more they're yearning for. Even in this joy that we're experiencing and anticipating, there's something more. There is, a, there is an already and a not yet. <laughs> in Advent, we are anticipating the nativity of Christ, the coming of Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem. Because it changed the world, it changed our life, it changed everything. And yet, there is an anticipation that he will come again. 
And even the things now that are disordered will be made right. We are anticipating something more. There is this already and this not yet. And now I, I, uh, as we're looking to this, I want to focus on this, this second coming. It's like we're anticipating Christ coming again. And of all things, I want to read a poem. It's like, how did I get to be that guy? <laughs> if I can read a poem, then maybe I can burst into song. But we'll find out, right? And, and the name of this poem is The Second Coming. So it's pertinent to what we're talking about here. And it's, it's a, one of those interesting things is that, is that I'm looking for this phrase, these words, and I found out that they were all here. Uh, this poem was written uh, a little over a hundred years ago by a famous Irish poet named Yeats. It was written right after World War I, which was especially devastating in Europe. I went to the Naval Academy, you know, and one of the things that we learned is that in uh, World War I, the French Naval Academy, class of 1914, all died in the war. All of them. No reunions for those people. It was a devastating war. There was an Irish uprising. There was uh, Spanish flu. Their world was a mess. And so is ours. And so I think as we go through this, you'll hear those things in it. You'll, you'll hear the sense that he had, giving voice to something very particular. I have to, I have to also mention some things too, because this is a hundred years ago, right? So he said the word gyre, the, uh, um, the widening gyre, what's that? It's a, it's a spinning. It's a spinning. It's a gyroscope. It's to gyrate. It, it, that's what he's referring to, gyre. Another thing he says is the spiritus mundi, which is a Latin thing, basically roughly translated. Uh, as spirit of the world. It is the spirit of the world, spiritus Monday, or uh, uh, spirit of the age. So pay attention to that because we know we have one too. And then he talks later, and it's kind of like an enemy uh, out there, and it's a body of a lion and the head of a man. It's the Sphinx. It's in Egypt. You've seen it. So that's kind of like a vocabulary as we go through this. Let me just take a minute. But let me see this. The second company is coming. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. Blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming. Hardly are those words out when a vast image of Spiritus Mundi troubles my sight. Somewhere in the sands of the desert, a shape with a lion body and head of a man, a gaze as blank and pitiless as the sun, is moving its slow thighs while all about it real shadows of the indigent desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know 
that 20 centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by rocking cradle. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches toward Bethlehem to be born. Slouches toward Bethlehem to be born. He's looking for something to put this crazy world back in order. And he talks about the nativity in a context of anticipating Christ coming again. It is a it is a very powerful image to me about this in-between life where we live. Everything's spinning out of control. And if you look in places, you see that. But to go back to that moment that he's calling out, that moment in Bethlehem that changed the world, there are shepherds out working, just doing their job. And a host of angels appears to them, to those guys, whatever they were doing. They said, don't be afraid. I have good news. We have good news for you of great joy that will be for all people. This moment that where we're living in can seem like it's spinning out of control, but God has always had a plan. And we can see it because it began there, obviously. It began at the beginning, right? Even that was prophesied in the garden. God has always known. But that was the moment that God came among us. That was the moment that the world changed. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It had never been like that before. And that's what we're anticipating. And that's why we are anticipating this great joy. We may think that the world that we look at out there is upside down. But the fact is, Jesus turned the world upside right. And we're just seeing everything shake out. We're just walking through this in his company because God is with us. I want to talk a little bit about the gospel lesson this morning because it's it's talking again about John the Baptist. Jesse did brought us a great word about John the Baptist. I had been preparing. I had to throw a couple of pages away. Everybody says, "Thank God." <laughs> we heard a great word about John the Baptist, and this one also is about John the Baptist. And I want to continue on this idea of this world we live in, the already and the not yet. And in that gospel lesson, well, let me just say, it's like uh, Jesse last week was saying, as John the Baptist, we want to walk in that. We want to wear the hair shirt. We want to eat locusts. And I'm like, no. And he's like, no. But he he offered up this one idea, and I'll talk about that a little bit too, about uh, maybe what we need to do is find some quiet. dial down the distractions in our lives so that we can hear what God is saying. And that that is true, and it's a good word. 
although it's quite challenging. You know, if it's like, put your phone away uh, for some time. Or wear a camel hair shirt. <laughs> How long with the shirt? <laughs> we want to prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord in this in-between time. And uh, in the beginning of the gospel today, it says there was a man who was sent by God. John was sent by God on purpose to bear witness of the light. This powerful moment that God changes the whole world and he sent someone to say, look. And the leaders of the day, the um, CNN, TikTok, uh, Twitter, X, sorry, <laughs> um, the culture, however you want to define that, right? The world. And when we're talking about the world, we're talking about where Jesus said, my people are in the world, but not of the world. Because he has set things upside right. But there's still the world out there in this in-between time. And so their response... Their response to John is to send emissaries to him and say, Who are you? Who are you? That's the best thing on. They're not listening. Who are you? Who do you say that you are? I think, you know, when I think about the... Like what's going on in this upside down world is is what we're hearing from here is is a, like a who are you or maybe a, a who do you think you are or maybe even something different like remember the serpent in the garden did God really say this is who you are and that's a challenge that's a challenge to people everywhere all the time. But I would say that it is no greater challenge than when you're young. And this challenge to the identity of who we are as human beings, as people, and as Christians is aimed at younger people. Because they're at the beginning of this discovery. Because you do, you ask yourself, who am I? And they want to come in here and give a different path. There's a fork in the road for you to choose. And God wants our children to go into this place where He can be near them and can flourish and can, can fulfill all the things that God created them to be so that they can live the dream, so that they can have that joy, so that they can burst into laughter and even some into singing, which I'd like to see. <laughs> I'd like to see that. This this noisy blast out there is saying you're not really a human being. You're an icon of of some category in which we can put you. The color of your skin or or who you find attractive or whatever it may be. That's not your identity. That is not your humanity. They're taking People and turning them into objects, objects for something. And that's, that's the world. 
Am I surprised? No, the world hates me. They don't, the world doesn't want me to flourish in God's kingdom. Why would I be surprised? But we want to not do that. We want to resist and defend. One of the other things that the world does is it's a, it's a funny thing because it's a, it's a social media. So we're being social. But we see no one. And we're isolated. And that's not God's way. God wants to put us all into a loving family. And here we are together in a loving family. Don't be lonely this Christmas. If you're lonely, call me. (laughs) Call me. (laughs) Use the device. (laughs) Let me know. You know, because we're a family. We want to be together. We want we want to dream. We want to laugh. We want to sing. And we don't want to be distracted from the things that God is calling us. So, yes, this Advent, find a time and set it aside. Look at the people around you in the face. Talk to them. Dream, laugh, sing. It's funny. It's funny that you might find it at times hard, which is crazy, to look someone in the face and say, hey, how are you doing? Wouldn't it be great if, let's have some dinner, etc. Dream, laugh, sing, have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> let me suggest, let me suggest something else and, and, uh, I want to put up here uh, a verse, Matthew 7, 7. This is right at the uh, uh, finale of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is speaking and making a promise. And I wanted to put a snow scene up here, Jesse. (laughs) And I've got a Christmas tree out there because I'm not just enjoying a winter wonderland. I'm aiming at something. I'm aspiring to something. I'm looking toward great joy. Good news of great joy for all men. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. That's a promise that Jesus has made to you. If you're looking for this joy and this dream, it's not in here. It's like there's, there's something on the other side of this that is the world. It's not your friend. So how do I... How do I enter into this joy? How do I find out who I really am? I need to ask. I need to seek. I need to knock. And that means I need to pray. And and when I say you need to pray, and I want to encourage you all, if you're going to put the phone away, okay, pray. Out loud, on purpose. Like for 20 hours. No. (laughs) you know there are many people and thank god for them and thank you that that pray lots every day and i am grateful for every moment they spend in prayer and we all know how much we're able to pray it's a crazy distracting imposing world on us and maybe we only have a minute or maybe we only have two minutes or maybe we have 10 or maybe we have a moment Because we're running from here to there. Oh God, help me. What I'm saying 
pray out loud on purpose every day, a couple of minutes more than you already have, and say those prayers out loud. And the reason that I'm encouraging you to do this is because it's like we're in this in-between world. And we're, in a really big abstract way, we're, I want to say we're running away from hell, and then I point at the drums, and that's not what I mean. <laughs> Just abstract here. We're running away from hell and death. And, you know, that can happen in life, in things we're experiencing. And we're running toward heaven. And maybe we're slouching toward Bethlehem. <laughs> it's not really that fast a movement in that. But what this promise of Jesus is, that as I move toward him, he moved towards me. And think of how fast that can happen. How fast Jesus can move toward you. So yeah, pray out loud every day. Ask, seek, knock. In James... There's a verse that says, come near God and he will come near you. It's like, that's a real thing. God created you in his image for some great purpose. And discovering that purpose with him is the greatest adventure of your life. You're being called to a great adventure. To live out the very thing that God has created you to be. And as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And that is the greatest adventure of your life. Not just, not just Advent, not just Christmas. But every moment from now until when Jesus comes again. Have a Merry Christmas. Spend time with each other. Look each other in the face. Look in everybody's eyes. Rejoice in that. Dream, laugh, sing. Pray out loud until Jesus comes again. Amen. He stands. We'll continue with the creed. out there somewhere. Nicene Creed? Here we go. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is pushed forth, who has spoken to the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters, trusting in God's name, let us bring our petitions before him. That the church will proclaim the good news of peace with God through Jesus Christ alone. Lord, in your mercy, that elected leaders will be people of integrity and put an end to corruption and injustice. Lord, in your mercy, that young people will respond to the challenges of the gospel enthusiastically and further God's kingdom to the next generation. Lord, in your mercy, that the people of God will not quench the Holy Spirit, but earnestly desire and seek his gifts. Lord, in your mercy, that those who are burdened by suffering and despair will be touched by the healing power of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, that the sick or near death will be comforted by the love of God and the care of the Christian community. Lord, in your mercy, for our own special intentions. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, you're faithful in all your ways. Hear our prayer. Sanctify us that we may be found holy and blameless at the coming of your Son. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace of God. get ready to have our Sunday school come out and sing for us. I'm so excited. And um, the Viking boxes we do every year are out here. If there's any help needed for lifting those boxes, talk to Phil. I think we're done with that. But if you're in need and need a box, see Phil after the service. Catechism tonight. Memorize your verse. What else? Ah. When is the 23rd? Is that Saturday? The, the 23rd is Saturday. Saturday. It's like there is a, a toy distribution on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Toy distribution on Saturday. The fourth week of Advent lasts like 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming. Yes. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Sign up for the Christmas ball. Did you say that? 
No, we're having a great party planned by uh, Betty Mercer. It's going to be awesome. It's a masquerade event. You'll want to be there if you can make it. All the great people will be there. It's all a part of this, uh, you know, <laughs> Christmas is a season of celebration and joy, and that's one of our favorite ways to celebrate. Amen. Ready? Oh, there's one more person who'd like to talk. Our resident uh, Viking over here. So today is the first of different opportunities that people have to give towards our youth retreat coming up this February. So we're going to have like a mini bake sale today. The easiest way that you guys can uh, support is through the church app. If you don't have cash on you, I invite you to download the app, and you can donate directly to our youth group through the app. And so uh, we're going to have a bake sale today. You guys can buy some cookies and stuff um, or just donate via the app. And if you don't have cash on you, you can just pay through the app, um, or I get everything back there. So uh, join us outside and participate in that today too. Thank you. And if you don't know where the app is, you can also pay online either way. Uh, let's pray for our offering. I appeal to you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Let us with gladness present the offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the Lord.
That was beautiful. I'm a fan. Blessed are you, O Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we receive the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth, work of human hands, it will become the body of Christ. Blessed be God forever. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer with the fruit of the vine and work of human hands that will become for us the blood of Christ. Blessed be God. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we bring these tithes and offerings before you. They will be used in your church for the work you've set before us and the furthering of your kingdom. Be God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We are lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty, our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mary longed for him with love beyond all telling, and John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exuberant in his praise. So with the angels and the archangels, and thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim.
indeed the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and gave you thanks, and he broke it and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant. It is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and the saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig and all of your clergy. Remember, especially those sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body, we pray this day for Susan and Naomi, Sonia and Sandra, Karen and Tammy and Patrick, Mike, Sean, Tyler, Ed, Soledad, Bob, Jermaine, Ryan, the Campbell family, the House family, the Black family, Sandy Clinch, our Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed forces. Draw out to remember the poor and the broken as we receive the body and blood of Jesus. May we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Lord, have mercy on us all. You've made us worthy to share eternal life with Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, and with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor, all glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus, now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who were called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. For only say the word, my soul shall be healed. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people. Yeah. 
Take it for granted when you're praying all the prayers and there's specific people, you know them, you see their faces, and then you end up praying for the Marines and sailors and those in the armed services. It's just kind of a, until your son-in-law is a Marine stationed in faraway places, and uh, mine is. We we earnestly pray for these brave men and women who serve us so faithfully. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace. And grant us strength and courage to love and serve and gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our soul. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against them. And he loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. And may the always. Amen. Yes, I could spend my whole life at your feet My heart and flesh cry out You're all I need I love in Yes, I